Wonderful. Well, we'll look forward to the marriage ministry. We're excited about that. Again, I want to welcome all of you to our Thanksgiving service. And we have something, I believe, special for you this morning through the Word of God. Wonderful. You know, Thanksgiving is so important. I, when you think of Thanksgiving, like I know there's Ten Commandments, but uh, if there would be an Eleventh Commandment, it would be right here. Thou shalt bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That should be, that should be a commandment, to be honest with you. The Eleventh Commandment, and I believe that is so true. Before we begin this morning, I just want to introduce um, the message I want to share with you with a very important, uh, I think, information. I think I need to set the tone before we discuss Thanksgiving. I want to set the tone, and uh, I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 to 19, and then Romans chapter 1. We're going to do a lot of of scripture. I mean, we got a lot of scripture this morning. We're going to be journeying through the book of Psalms. I've entitled this message, The Song, S-O-N-G, of Psalms. And so we're going to look at quite a few scriptures this morning. But I want to set the tone in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 to 19. I want you to hear and see what Paul says about, about Thanksgiving. Look what the Bible says. It says, therefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So Paul says, look, sometimes we grapple with what the will of God is. Paul now is giving us a clear picture of what the will of God is. What is the will of God? Notice here verse 17. It says, do not be drunk with wine where there is an excess. Don't be drunk with wine. But rather, but be filled with his spirit. Okay, so now we have a command. We have an understanding. God wants us to be filled. That's his will. He wants us to be filled with His Spirit. And what is the proof or what is the fruit of being filled with the Spirit? Well, the Bible gives us three different fruits on one tree, but it's three different fruits that you know you're being filled or you are filled with the Spirit. You know that if you, you are a spiritual person by these three things. I repeat, you know you are a spiritual person by these three things. Number one, speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, singing, making melody. In other words, this speaks of joy. You know you are a spiritual person if you're walking in his joy. This is not happiness. Happiness is based on circumstances, events. People go from happiness to happiness, so they think they can be happy if they go from one event to the next, but that doesn't last because you got to go to another event to be happy. It's temporary. Happiness is temporary. It's based on circumstances. This is not, this is based on your relationship with God. This is based on you having a connection with God, you being filled with God. The first thing I want you to know is joy in singing, making melody in your heart. And number two, it's our theme for today giving thanks always. Did you see that one? We, we have no problem giving thanks, but we might have a problem with the word always. We struggle with always. We have no problem giving thanks, most of us, but it's the always we struggle with. 
And in Ephesians, Paul says, in all things. So we have the for all things, and we have now the in all things. Now what does it mean, for all things, and what does it mean, in all things? Just that. For everything you are going through, it doesn't matter how difficult, how ugly, a spiritual person who's filled with the Spirit of God will be able to give thanks for it. I know it doesn't make sense, because it may not feel good. It may not taste good. But you are filled in the Spirit and with the Spirit of God, and as a result of that, you are joyous, number one, you are grateful, the attitude of gratitude, the 11th commandment. And so giving thanks is a result of you being filled with the Spirit of God. Did you see now how this is, this is very important that you understand this. And I said this on Friday. The most spiritual people on the face of the earth are not those who speak in tongues. Sorry. Are not those who lay hands on the sick and they shall recover important but that doesn't mean you're spiritual because Jesus said in that day uh, did, didn't we come didn't we prophesy in your name didn't we lay hands didn't, Jesus said uh, sorry but I, I, I don't know who you are what that tells me is that you can even do certain things that are miraculous but that doesn't mean you're spiritual <laughs> it's another sermon I don't have time to get into that but Paul says you are filled with the spirit if you have joy that comes from God and if you have the attitude of gratitude watch out now here it is for everything wow that's the tough one now why would someone be grateful for everything because you know that God is in control and so I'm setting the tone. So hold on to your hats and fasten your seatbelts. There's a wind about to blow. My second toning, if you will, is found in... Now this is, this is, this is, this is going to... We're, we're going we're to get into now... We, are, we, we went from the second gear. We're already... We're going to go into the fifth gear right now. So we're not... There's no third or fourth gear. Right into the fifth. Now watch this. Romans chapter 1. We'll begin at verse number 8. This is something. This, this I think is going to open some people's eyes this morning. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against, watch now, all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So you hold the, so you know the truth, but there's unrighteousness about you. Stay with me. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to all, to all of them, unto them. So God has revealed himself. So let's put it, God, let's just say, God has revealed it in himself to this person, whoever this person is, okay? God has revealed himself, you know the truth. Stay with me, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So God has revealed himself to you. You know that you even understand the Godhead, the Trinity. You understand life. You understand even what the word of God is saying. Ah, verse 21. But be, listen, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they what? What? 
Neither were they what? But became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible men and to the birds, forfeited beasts and creepy things. Wherefore God also gave to them uncleanness to the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. What's going on here? So these people knew the truth. God revealed the truth to them. They understood it. But somehow, over a period of time, they decided, well, you know what? I don't want to serve God. Nah. And they change. They change. They start worshiping the creation over the creator. And they stopped being grateful. They became thankless. Do you know being thankless is one of the worst states that you can be in? Thanklessness leads to debauchery. God says he turned them over. We know the story. They lost their affections. Man no longer desiring women, but man desiring man. What does the Bible say? That these acts of debauchery started with a thankless heart. My God, have you ever thought about it like that? Thanklessness is what we see in our generation today. I see it everywhere, folks. The spirit of thanklessness, ingratitude, people with no appreciation, lack of thanks. I see it everywhere. It's a sign of our times. More than ever before, I see it in our midst today. What I want to do this morning, I want us to travel through the book of Psalms. And I want us to look at a man who knew something about praise and worship. And thanksgiving. We're going to talk about a blessed trinity this morning not the Father, Son, Holy Ghost that's always implied we're going to talk about the blessed trinity of blessing praising and thanksgiving and David knew something about praising and blessing and giving thanks you see giving thanks and praising God are like a husband and wife team you can't there's no divorce if you to praise God means to be thankful. To be thankful means to praise Him. They are forever married together. They are forever kissing each other eternally. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. Pra Folks, if you are a thankful person, you are a person who praises. If you are praising God, it's because you are thankful. And so let's, let's go into this journey. I'm going to share a few psalms with you, and I'm going to close on a powerful note found in the book of Revelation. You don't want to miss this. And so let's begin Psalm number 30. I've entitled this message, The Song of Psalms. The Song of Psalms. O Lord, verse 3, Thou hast brought up my soul from the grave that was kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit sing unto the Lord O ye saints and give thanks give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness of who he is that's what we just did we had communion service we're giving thanks why we remember what Jesus did 
So David says, to him, I want to give thanks. I'm praising you, Lord. I'm remembering who you are. You've lifted me up out of the pit. You delivered me from death. I've seen life. You've kept me alive. Isn't that what salvation is? He's delivered you from the sting of death. Oh, we're just starting. Our, we're just starting. Let's look at verse number 11. Thou hast turned me, my, my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. I, I, I'm glad. I'm full of joy. You've turned me around. You've turned my life around. Verse 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent, O Lord. I will give thanks unto thee forever. You're going to see thanks and praise throughout the whole book of Psalms. David knew how to praise and thank God. He knew how to sing. There was a song. In the, it wasn't because he had a great voice. David, we don't know if David had a great voice. You don't have to have a great voice to sing. When God puts joy in your heart, I'll tell you, the, the, the natural uh, inclination is to want to sing and to want to praise Him. That's why the Bible says, making melody. To God, you're the greatest singer there ever is. I will thank thee forever isn't that what Paul said we just read giving thanks for everything all the time I'm just going to praise him I'm just going to give him oh we're just starting look at this Psalm 34 I will bless not when I feel like it I will not because something's happened to me I will bless not because I got a raise or because I got demoted no no I will bless the Lord what 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 at all times so now David is saying exactly what Paul is saying giving thanks always at all times his praise shall what when I feel like it when the weather's nice, a lot of us believers are governed by weather and circumstances. So if it's nice outside, I'm going to praise Him. If it's cloudy, I'm not. that can happen also experientially. If we're going through a hard time, I understand we all do. We all do. But what's happening to you on the outside should never affect what's going on on the inside. I'm going to say it again. What's going on on the outside should never affect what's going on on the inside. Because the Spirit of God will give birth to a song. The Spirit of God will give birth to praise. And the Spirit of God gives birth to thanksgiving. Continually, continue. You see, my friends, are you ready? Here's my premise. Oh, this is it. I, and I said this on Friday. I'm going to say it again. Here's my premise. Here it is. Are you ready for this? Thanksgiving is not, it's not just a day. Today's Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving is not just a day. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. I shared that on Friday. I got, I got a good response. I was going to say it again. So it's a lifestyle. Just like Christmas is not a day. It's a lifestyle. Same thing. That's why David said, I will praise him continually. It was his lifestyle. It's who he is. My soul shall make her boast in thee, O Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He's speaking to the congregation. David was big on congregations, by the way. David was big on church. Oh, I'm gonna, you're going to see in a few minutes why I'm saying that. Watch this now, watch this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. See, David had something to shout about. 
something to be excited about. He delivered me. I sought the Lord. We used to sing this chorus in Bible college. All the time, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in thee, O Lord, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fear. Have you ever heard this chorus before? Isn't it powerful? I want to hear you sing it, man. Okay. My favorite psalm, David speaking once again, O God, thou art my God. Early will I, my soul thirsts for thee. Because thou, watch this now, thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Because I, I, I see your love, because I see who you are, because your love has touched me, because I've experienced something, watch this, because of that, and the Bible says, my lips shall praise thee. You see, if you've experienced God in your life, you cannot help but be a prayer person, a worship person, a person of praise. That's what David is saying. Because your loving kindness, because I've, thus I will bless thee while I what? I live. What are you waiting for? You can't bless him while you're dead. You can't bless him when you've got no breath in you. While I live, right now, I will lift up my hands in your name. David wasn't ashamed of God. He lifted up his hands. He spoke it out publicly. He was, there, he, there was no secret agents in David's time, nor is there any secret agents today. When you experience God, you're not embarrassed. You're not ashamed. I will lift up my hands. Out of my lips, I will praise you. I will magnify your name. I will lift up my, my shoulders shall be satisfied as a moral and fatness, and my mouth, there's praise, he's praising him, shall praise thee with joyful lips. Why? Here's our holy communion service again. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate upon thee in the night, watch it. What is David saying? Lord, your loving kindness, I've experienced your love, and I can't help but praise you. When you experience God, you can't help but praise him. But watch this now. He says, he goes, he says, but, now, but I'm, I'm going to praise you when I remember thee when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate upon thee night watches in other words when I start thinking about what you've done for me when I start remembering the things that you did in my life when I start remembering how you delivered me when I remember what you did for me when I, when I think about the Lord how he saved me how he raised me how he touched me makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy David is saying, when I remember what you did for me. That's why I said earlier, backsliding begins when you forget. He couldn't sleep, David. And he would meditate. The Hebrew word for meditate is chewing the cud. And we talked about this. When, in, when a cow eats, man, does he ever. A cow's got four stomachs. 
And so when a cow eats hay or grass, it'll keep chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing. That's what meditating means. You keep chewing the cud. You're chewing. You're, when you start chewing on God, so to speak, when you start meditating on God and start remembering what he's done, you start picking up the Bible and start looking at the word of God and let it go deep into your soul. David said, I can't help but praise you. My soul shall be satisfied as it more. Only you can satisfy me, Lord. David was a king. He had everything. Everything you can imagine. And yet he was still unhappy unless he experienced God's blessing. I don't care if you're a king. I don't care if you've got billions. I don't care if you live in a castle. I don't care if you've got everything. You are miserable without God. That's what David is saying. My soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee when I remember you. It's because of you. It's because of you. It's because of you. Let's continue Psalm 71 as we journey. Verse number 8. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with the honor all day long. David is always saying all day long. And that's what separates you from a carnal believer to a spiritual believer. Carnal believers only praise God when it's sunny outside. Carnal believers only praise God when you get a raise. Carnal believers only praise God when uh, something good has just happened to you. But a mature believer can praise him when all hell is breaking loose. David always uses the word continually and all day long. I'm journeying through Psalms so you can see these words that he uses continually. Blessing, praising, thanksgiving, all day long. It seems to be a theme. And we continue with this theme. Yes, I will hope, verse 14, continually and will yet praise thee more and more. So David is saying, not only am I going to praise you when I remember you on my bed, but even more and more. I love that. Even more and more. Not less and less. And David also went through hell. David, David, David was on the run from King Saul that wanted to kill him for 14 years. He's a fugitive. He had all this agony and pain. David, and yet not only that, later on we find out his own son Absalom wanted to kill him. Two men wanted to kill him. His own son. His family. His father despised him. His brothers despised him. His son. David had nothing. But he still was able to praise the Lord. Do you see it? Because David knew somehow at the end of the day when it's all said and done, God is going to come through. He understood the sovereignty of God. He understood that God's in control despite my circumstances. That's why he said, I will hope continually. Friends, if you don't have God as your hope, you've got nothing. Billy Graham once said, man can live maybe, I'm not sure, maybe three to five days without water. Man can live 40 to 60 days without food. But man can only live seconds without hope. If you don't have hope, you've got nothing. Why do you think there's so much suicide? Sociologists tell us that people commit suicide because they sense 
that they're in a state of hopelessness. I will hope continually and I will yet praise thee. What's he saying? I'll break it down. I will still praise you even more and more. In other words, can I break it down? God, even though I'm struggling, David was struggling when he wrote these psalms. You think he was only he was in the castle? Listen, before David was in the castle, he was in a cave. And his cave became his castle by his attitude. The attitude of gratitude gives you a castle. If you're just praising him because it's sunny outside, you'll be in a cave for the rest of your life. What brings you to the castle is if you're able to praise him when all hell is breaking. David said, I'll praise you more and more. What that means is, Lord, despite my circumstances. That's what it means. I'm breaking it down. Lord, I'm going to praise you more and more despite my son wanting to kill me. I'm going to praise you more and more despite Saul wanting to destroy me. I'm going to praise you more and more despite my enemies having camped around me. But I will hope continually and I will yet praise thee. That's what it means. My mouth, verse 15, shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation. There's that word all day long again. How many, I've just started and we've seen all day or continually at least five times. Salvation all day, all day, I will speak forth. You see, when God has done something in your life, you can't help but want to speak it forth. When I first became a Christian, I spoke to everybody about Jesus, even the insects, the bugs, the trees, and the cars knew about Jesus. When God has touched your life, you cannot help but want to speak it out. Because out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. Jesus said it. So if your heart is full of lust, you speak lustfully. If your heart's full of greed, you speak about money and about... If your heart is full of deceit, you speak deceit. If your heart is full of Jesus, you speak Jesus. So someone who's ashamed to talk, who doesn't talk about God, well, you know, pastor, I'm a little bit too shy. Wrong answer. Being shy has got nothing to do with what the Bible says. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. Let me tell you something, friends. If God has truly touched your life, if you're shy, that shy will explode into into power. I will show forth, I will speak it out. How can I not help but speak what you've done in my life? You see, friends, if you truly experience something, if you, then you cannot help but speak it out. That is a byproduct of your experience. I repeat, it's a byproduct of an experience. We talk about things we've experienced. So if you don't talk about God, maybe you haven't experienced Him. Let's move on. We got so much. This, this, this is Psalm 84. My wife preached on this, I believe, in her uh, women's prayer meeting. Oh, but I, I, got, I got to share it too. How amiable, verse chapter 84, are thy tabernacles. The Hebrew word means dwelling place. My soul, that means, David saying, David loved talking about his soul, his spirit, because David liked to talk about the inner man, because David was a man after God's heart. In other words, David saying, everything within me. My soul longs, even faints. For what? Excuse me. 
Have you seen somebody faint? I've seen the people faint. David is saying, I'm so, shy. I'm so overwhelmed with your presence. I have such a deep love for you. It's like I, I, I'm just, I, I collapse. I faint. Like just try to think about how incredible that is. You ever see sometimes, you talk about people, they get excited, you know, and sometimes they faint because that's what David is saying. I'm so excited, I'm fainting for you, Lord. Other, you've seen it. People that are overwhelmed, sometimes they faint. Is that not true? That's what David is. I'm breaking it down for you so you can understand it. David said, I'm so excited. I'm so overwhelmed what you did in my life. I'm so, I'm so excited. You've done so much for me. I, I, I just like, I'm fainting. I, 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 I collapse in your presence. <gasps> my heart and my flesh, they cry out. My heart and my flesh. David is saying everything inside of me is praising you, Lord. How can someone do that? Can I tell you why? There's only one way. Because David had an encounter with God. Do you see it, my friends? Verse 4. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They shall, watch now, be still praising thee. Bless. Oh, I'm glad you're here, brothers and sisters, and some of you watching me on Facebook and YouTube. The Bible says, blessed are those that are in his house. You know what God calls? God is calling you blessed today because you're in his house. God says, blessed are those who dwell in my house. That's why the Bible do not forsake the assembly of believers. You know, the world calls blessed something else. Oh, you're blessed because you're rich. You're blessed because you have a beautiful car. You're blessed because you have a beautiful house. You're blessed. Now, nothing wrong with those things, but that's what the world calls blessed. You're blessed because you've got a great job. You're blessed because you look like this. You're blessed because you've done this. So the world blesses the externals, what is seen by man. God calls blessed something completely different. Jesus calls blessed the poor in spirit. Jesus calls blessed the peacemakers. Jesus calls blessed those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. David here, the Bible says, blessed are they that dwell in his... God is calling you blessed because you've been in church today. My God, my God, I just think about that. And I will still praise him. There he is, he's still praising God. He's still praising God no matter what's going on around him. He said, you know why David loved this house? When you love God, you love his house. What did David say? The zeal of the Lord hath, con- the zeal of his house has consumed me. The zeal of his health has consumed me. David was consumed in the, being in this house because he was consumed with God. What a thought. Verse 8, O Lord of God of hosts, hear Hear my prayer. Verse 9. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon my f- the face of thine anointed one. For a day... Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. You want to know why David was excited? For a day in your courts, Lord, is better than a thousand. I'd rather be, watch this now, a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. You know what that means? I'll tell you what it means. I'll break it for you. It says, I'd rather... Than, than to live a good life in the house of the wicked. That's what it means. One day in your courts, just one day, is better than a thousand days living it up 
in the courts of the wicked. It, I'm going to go a little bit further. One day in your presence, one day in your house is better than, than, than going to all these great big parties, than going to these lash, lavish galas, than, than, than having all this entertainment and all this fun, living it up. One day in your courts is better than a thousand days partying and living it up. I'm breaking it down for you. Can you imagine that? I'd rather be what? A doorkeeper. A doorkeeper. A doorkeeper. You come to church? Thank you. Come on in. Here we go. Welcome. Come on in. That's a doorkeeper. Welcome. Come on in. The house of the Lord. And you take care. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, an usher in church. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, an usher, or someone who just maintains, than, than, than to live it up in the tents of the wicked, in the tents of those in the world, in all this prosperity and glamour. Because one day, my friends, diamonds will lose their sparkle, and gold will lose its luster, but God and His house will last forever. My God. In the house of God and to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Verse 11, for the Lord thy God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing with he uphold to those who walk up. No, I tell you why David praised him. We already talked about a half a dozen things. But here's one more thing. I'm going to praise you Lord because you, 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 you can give me insight. You can speak to me. You can guide me. Lord, I can go to you and you can show me things. I can go to you and you can instruct me. That's why David wrote in Psalm 32 I will guide thee and I will direct thee with my eye David understood the guidance of God and David said that you will guide me you will direct me nothing you won't withhold anything you will let me know you will in your timing I may not comprehend it right now but you will you will show me no good thing with he withhold them what walks uprightly that's a promise I gotta praise you O Lord of hosts blessed there it is again blessed is the man that trusts in God of course you're blessed when you trust in God yeah cursed be the man that trusted in man you see we see the antithesis of cursed the man who trusts in man and that's the problem today we trust too much in man we depend too much on man we do exactly what man wants me to do what the government wants me to do what people want me to do what man wants me to do but we don't pay attention to what God and God was a blessed is he who what who trusts in God not in man not in man not in man but in God and there he uses the word blessed again so you're blessed when you dwell in this house we just learned and now you're blessed if you trust in God oh we're continuing our journey through the song of Psalms we're now in Psalm 92 it is a good thing to give thanks it is a good thing you know if I wrote Psalms of course I would say it's a great thing it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord here it is again to sing praises to his name of course you're gonna sing praises we just talked about Ephesians chapter 5 what is one of the signs of the infilling of the Holy Spirit singing songs making melody if you're filled with the Spirit of God you're a singer you're in the you're in God's holy choir you're going to praise him. You're going to sing. And those qualifications got nothing to do with your voice. In God's choir, there are people who can't sing, my friend. Be sure of that. But they sing in God's pleased because whatever voice he's given you sounds good to God. It is a good thing. Verse 2, 
there goes David showing forth his goodness again how many times have we seen to show forth that loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness oh my goodness there's that continuous again how many times are we seeing continually how many times are we seeing all day long you see that's what happens when you're filled with the spirit you're giving thanks for everything night and day day and night let incense arise David David could have written the book of Ephesians he really could he says here I'm going to show forth that loving kindness in the morning and faithfulness at night Lord I'm going to talk about you when I get up in the morning and when I go to bed Lord you've done so much in my life I can't help but talk about you I can't look what the Lord has done wouldn't we just sing it Phil look what the Lord has done he healed my body he just in time I'm going to praise his name that's what David sang we sang what David says right here when you acknowledge and understand what God has done for you you cannot help but praise him and declare him oh but pastor you know what are they going to think of me if I talk about Jesus they're going to think I'm crazy really? That, that's the problem? you know I've had so many people over the years tell me you know pastor I, I want to witness but you know I, I just find it awkward sometimes because you know what people are going to say funny things about me if that's all you care about what people say about you then you haven't truly experienced God I tell you my friends because if God has truly touched your life you don't care what they're going to say about you I'm not, I'm not kidding you I'm being very honest with you when you think of what the Lord did for you you're worried about what Jane said about you last week really look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done he healed my body he just in time and I'm gonna praise his name the same oh I'm gonna praise him look what the Lord has done why do you think Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel he wasn't ashamed of the gospel because he truly got saved and God touched him and he's never the same again in the morning thy faithfulness and at verse 3 upon the instruments and the ten strings oh here we go now Pastor Josh where are you and upon the psaltery upon the harp for the Lord has made me glad through thy work I will triumph in the works of his hands I'm going to praise you you put a joy in my heart the joy of the Lord is my strength and that's what we just that's why we started this little journey in the book of Psalms with Ephesians 5 be ye filled with the spirit of God and what is the evidence making songs making melody giving thanks 
being filled with God, having a connection with God, knowing God gives birth, what? To joy and to thanksgiving. To joy and to thanksgiving. I'm not talking about, you know, fake smiles. How you doing? Fine. I'm not talking about that. Joy is not based on your smiles. Okay? Joy is not based on your circumstances. Could David would have never written the Psalms because David went through hell most of his life. <sighs> but I'm going to praise you whatever you've... I've got my guitar. I've got my harp. I've got my... I forgot what this is called. Cello! My goodness, it looks like an, a guitar on steroids, to be honest with you. <laughs> what David is saying, everything that God's given me, I'm going to praise him. If I'm a musician, I'm going to praise him with my harp, with my drums. But he's given me two hands and he's given me a voice. And that's why David said just a few moments ago, I will lift up my hands. An expression of praise. I will praise him with my voice. Look at this now. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works. I will triumph. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. How great, how great are your works. David always remembered how great God is. Understanding that he is the omnipotent one, the all-powerful one. Psalm 100, I will make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. A joyful what? Noise. A joyful what? A joyful what? Do you think it really matters that you have everything so excellently done? Look again, it doesn't matter how well you sing. To you, it might be a beautiful voice, but to someone else it might be noise. We all know what I'm talking about. Some people they sing it. I, I, I don't know. Is that noise? Is that what I mean? Yeah, but to God it's beautiful. A beautiful noise. Doesn't matter what you see, that's not the point. Perfection is not the point. It's what's inside of you that you're experiencing that's the point. Amen. I remember there was a lady in Christian Center. Man her voice I, I, God bless her she, I loved her to pieces but man when she sang I, it was hard trust me but to God she had the greatest voice make a joyful noise serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing David always talks about singing and praising. You still, are you getting it? Are you getting it this morning? That's what Thanksgiving's all about. Verse 4, enter into his gates. David loved to go to church, by the way. And you know how he got to church? And you know how he came to church? Here's a message for some of us. Listen, enter into his gates with what? With Thanksgiving and with what? How do we enter into church? No, 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 no. How do we enter into the house of God? It's a rhetorical question. 
David said, yeah, yeah, I got my son who wants to kill me. Yeah, 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 I got Saul who wants to destroy me. Yeah, 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 I got my wife Abigail who's come against me. I've got my brothers and I got my father Jesse who hates my guts. But you know what? I'm going to go into this house with thanksgiving and praise. How do you go into What's your excuse? What's your excuse? Well, Pastor, you know, I had... But you know, last week, I, you know, I... Enter into his courts. Praise. He didn't say enter his court with praise if you, if you got a kiss from your wife this morning. He didn't say enter into courts with praise if, 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 if everybody said hello to you and they blessed you and you got a raise on your job. He didn't say that. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving and his, it's his gates and his courts with praise. There's thanksgiving and praise kissing each other once again. Thanksgiving and praise forever eternally kissing one another. Praise, thanksgiving. Married. No divorce here. Doesn't exist. Praise gives birth to thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to praise. You're married. Praise and thanksgiving is married. And I can throw a bless you in there for a trinity. Praise, thanksgiving and blessing. The trinity of worship. The trinity of worship. Praise, blessing, thanksgiving. For the Lord, verse 5, is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth. Verse 4 says, as we conclude this verse, be thankful unto him and bless. Be thank. What is the sign of our generation and the sign of apostasy? Thanklessness. We just read it, Romans 1, correct? Thanklessness is a sign of apostasy. God gave them over to their reprobate minds. Did we not? Because they were unthankful. Did we not read it? Did I not show it to you? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, with his courts with praise, and be thankful. But pastor, thankful. Look what's happening to me. Be thankful. But you don't understand. I lost my... Be thankful. Is that not what David is saying? But is that not what Paul just said in Romans chapter, in Ephesians chapter 5? Let's read it again. Do not be drunk with wine where is in excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit of God, making melody, praising, be giving thanks always. Isn't it amazing how the Bible confirms the Bible? Isn't it amazing whether David wrote it, or the Psalms, or Paul in Ephesians? It doesn't matter. The Bible will confirm the Bible. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy. That's where this psalm comes from. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's with me. Bless His holy name. Bless. Can I tell you why David wants to bless the Lord? Number two, bless, O my soul, forget not. His benefits. What did we say earlier? Backsliding begins when you forget. 
who forgiveth. So David said, I'm going to bless you, Lord, because, because Lord, you, you've done so much for me. Lord, I want to bless you because you're the one who forgives sins. You're the one who heals. You're the one who's redeemed me. You've redeemed me, who crowned me with loving kindness. Number five, verse five, who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth be renewed as the eagle. I'm going to, I got five reasons to praise you, Lord. But I want to praise you because you keep renewing me. You keep strengthening me. The strength, the joy of the Lord is your what? The Greek word for strength is the word steriodzo, which means steroid. You're my steroid. You're the one that strengthens me. And I'm going to bless you for that so that the eagles be renewed. Now, why would David use the eagle and the eagle being renewed? Has anybody ever heard my message on the eagle? Three of you. Good. That's good. An eagle. David uses the word eagle like an eagle. Why would David use eagle? I'm going to tell you why. Thank you for asking. When an eagle gets a little older, an eagle realizes he doesn't fly like he used to. Like some of us. We get a little older, Rick, you know, you and I, we, I can't run like I used to. I got a hip problem, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm getting older, right? Found out I got some, some, some kind of arthritis in my hip. I've got this here, I've got that there. I'm getting older. Huh? When an eagle gets older and realizes he's got a limp, you know, somehow, or the feathers don't work like they used to, what an eagle does, it goes on top of a cliff, makes sure there's a lot of water, and an eagle will fly towards the body of water, all of its strength, and hits the water, and what happens is that now some of the old feathers get loose. They get loose from the hit, from the vibration, you know, as he hits the water, some of the feathers loosen. And so then after that, he swims, the eagles can swim, and he ends up on some cliff again, as high as he can go. And what the eagle does, begins to pluck out some of its older feathers that have been loosened by, the, by him swimming and hitting the water, dislodging some of the older feathers. Are y'all with me so far? Yeah. So now he's on top of a cliff, and he's plucking out all these old ones Until it's, and, and, and in some cases the eagle is almost bare and then what does it do it just waits on the cliff they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their, they shall mount up with wings as they shall run and walk down. what's happening as the eagle has its feathers plucked it waits on the cliff so the feathers can grow back it's waiting so the feathers can grow back. And when the feathers grow back, he becomes renewed. And he flies a lot better than he did a few weeks ago. Because his feathers, he got renewed. He got renewed. David is saying, Lord, your presence renews me like an old eagle who's got you feathers. And I can soar again. I can fly again. I can do this again. I can be renewed again. So that thy youth, I got like a youth. I've been rejuvenated. I've been replenished. I've been refreshed. I've been revived. My God. Look, David's praising God for this. He's blessing God. Psalm 106. And so praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? 
who can show forth all of his praise. Now David goes further. I want to praise you, Lord. Not only because you can renew me and strengthen me, but I want to praise you for who you are, all the things, all the mighty acts, all the great things you've done. You split the Red Sea. You provided manna in the desert. You've done miracle after miracle. Lord, I want to praise you for your mighty acts. Praise you for who you are for your goodness, Psalm 107, oh watch this now, 107, oh give thanks to the Lord, how many times have we already read thanks, uh, give thanks for his mercy endures forever, let the redeemed, oh this is my favorite, let the redeemed of the Lord say, let the redeemed of the Lord stay silent, what? let the redeemed of the Lord keep their mouth shut, no! Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Speak it out. Don't be ashamed. Talk about Jesus. Talk about what he's done. How good he is. When I think about the Lord. How he saved me. How he raised me. Makes me want to shout. Let the redeemed say so. Shout it out. I got nothing to hide. If I'm hiding and I'm embarrassed. Maybe because I haven't experienced him yet. My goodness, let the redeemed say so from the hand of the enemy. I'm declaring what he's done. He's delivered me. Verse 4, they wandered in the wilderness in the solitary. They found no city to dwell in. I'm going to tell you why I'm going to say so. I'm going to tell you why I'm going to praise him. Verse number 5, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I almost fainted, but God met my needs. Then they cried to the Lord for deliverance and distress, and the Lord vindicated them, and they led them forth by night. Watch this now. And by the way, and by might, to go into the city. Watch this, number 8. And so, Look what they did. Look what God did for them. How God provided for them. He's talking about the Israelites when they're in the wilderness for 40 years. Look at all the miracles he did. Oh, that man would praise him. The word oh is interesting. It's a Hebrew word that it speaks of a sigh. Oh, oh. That's what it means. It's a groan. Oh, that man would praise him. Do you see? You get it now? Oh, it's, it's, it's a groan deep. powerful oh like in other words what's the matter with you don't you see it oh that men would praise him verse 8 for his wonderful works his goodness verse 9 he satisfies verse 15 oh that men how many times does he say this four times in this chapter the men would praise the Lord for his goodness Verse 19, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Verse 20, and he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. His word. Can you praise him for his word? Verse 21, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Verse 29, he makes the storm calm. The waves, they're still. Then are the glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them out into their desired heaven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children 
of Israel. Verse 35, he turns the wilderness into standing water, the dry ground into water springs. Hallelujah. He turns your graves into gardens, my mourning into dancing. And there he maketh the hungry watch, to dwell that they may prepare a city for habitation. Verse number 42, the righteous shall see it and rejoice and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Lord, even if you're unwise, even if you're not learned, when you experience God, you're going to see something you've never seen before. Psalm 108, oh God, my heart is fixed. And so Lord, I'm just going to fix my eyes on you. Lord, I've learned that I, I, I can't turn to my right, I can't turn to my left. Lord, I've, ter- I've learned that there's so many things trying to distract me in this world. Lord, I've seen so many things come against me, trying to discourage me, trying to pull me away, trying to push me off, uh, trying to get me off the path, uh, trying kinds of things, trying to get me off course. Uh, but so, Lord, I'm just going to fix my eyes on you. I'm just going to fix my eyes on you. I'm going to focus. because it's so easy to be distracted I'm going to focus and I'm going to give you thanks again I'm going to give you praise I'm going to sing why would David say I'm going to fix my eyes because there were troubles he was so distracted he says despite my distraction I'm going to sing despite my pain I'm going to sing despite my circumstances I'm going to sing I'm going to fix my I know it looks bad I know right now it looks really ugly I know right now it's horrible but nonetheless I'm going to fix my eyes on you Lord I'm going to keep singing that's what thanksgiving is I'm going to keep praising that's what th- see uh, uh, can I say it again can I say it again my premise thanksgiving is not a day it is what it's a lifestyle do you see the lifestyle of David here you tell me why he was possibly the greatest man that ever lived I'll tell you why because he never stopped praising God never despite the hell he went through I'm going to fix my eyes awake O psaltery harp I will sing praises before the nation I will exalt the Lord he wasn't ashamed he would declare it among the heathen you know David was a great evangelist we don't hear that much we think evangelism is more of a new test David declared God's goodness among the nations he wasn't ashamed he he spoke to the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Philistines, the Ammonites. He didn't care. He let them know who God is. Psalm 103. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed is the name of the Lord for his time for, for, from this time forth and forever. There's that word forever. From the rising. You ask me for how long am I going to praise God? From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same the name of the Lord is to be from the rising to the name Psalm 113 my God, the Lord is high above the nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? 
What is David saying? Who's like God? God's in control. What are you worried about? What are you so stressed for? God has got one foot in the land, one foot on the sea, Revelation 10. That tells me that he is in control of everything. You think he's forgotten you? He raises up the poor. Verse 8, he sets him, maybe set him with princes, even the princes of this people. He make it the, Elma, are you here? You're not here today. That's okay. He make it the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise, he opens the barren womb so that a woman can give birth. Someone's got to praise him. Only God can open a dry womb. Only God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Only God can open up a Red Sea. Only God can do the impossible. Only God. So be joyful, mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. God is the one who opens the womb. Give thanks, verse 118, unto the Lord, for he is good. Let them now that fear the Lord say his mercy endures for Forever. my goodness verse 14 for the Lord is my strength and my song and it's become my salvation Job says are you ready for this he gives me songs in the night Job says he gives me songs in the night Job 35 10 you see what that means is he didn't say he gives me songs in the day he gives me songs in the night that means when it's dark and cold and you're isolated and you feel hell all around you, God can still give you a song. Amen. In fact, the greatest songs are sung at night. The greatest songs are sung when you're in pain. My God. I've got to wrap this up. Psalm 124. If it had not been for the Lord who's on my side, uh, how may Israel say, David says, let, let Israel repeat it. David says, I want to repeat this. I want to repeat this. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, when man rose up against me, if it hasn't been for God when the whole hell was breaking loose, when my enemies wanted to kill me, I, verse 3, when I was swallowed up like quicksand, I had the waters, I almost drowned, in other words, verse 4. Verse 5, but bless the Lord who protected me from the teeth of the fowler. He gave me a way to escape, verse number 7. Our help is in God. My God. Because the mountains round about Jerusalem, so was the Lord round about his people. And so, my friends, Psalm 149, we're almost there. What does David conclude? He's coming to a conclusion. Do you know that? We're reaching a crescendo. We're reaching a crescendo. Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. A what? A new song. God wants to renew that old garb, that old song. A new song. And his praise in the, where? In the congregation. I told you, David loved church. He loved the house of God. Uh, am I getting somewhere there on Facebook? I'm not sure, but there it is. He loved being in the house of God. 
with the saints. Rejoice, O Israel. Let them praise his name with dance. David wasn't embarrassed to dance. He wasn't. When God gets a hold of you, you don't care. You're just all excited. But dance. My God. I will sing praises with the tambourine. Oh, here it is. Here it is. The tambourine. I will praise him with joyful lips. Verse 4, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Zephaniah 3.17 says that the Lord sings before his people. The Lord is taking, when you're worshiping and praising God, God is taking pleasure and he's singing with you. In other words, Zephaniah 3.17, O Lord thy God in the midst of the mighty, he will save, he will rejoice, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with... He joys over you with singing. Wow! Have you ever seen that before? Psalm 150. He concludes. He concludes. And so, what's the conclusion of the whole matter? Oh, congregation, David says. What's the conclusion of all this and all these things I've written? Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Not in your living room only or on Facebook or YouTube. But in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him because of His mighty acts. Praise Him with the sounds of the trumpets, with the cellos and the drums and the tambourines. Dance! Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding. Here is His conclusion. And so, let everything that hath breath praise. Let's all stand together in the sanctuary because we're going to have a hoot nanny of praise as we sing that song in the sanctuary are you ready praise team because that's what david said i'm going to do it you're going to do it we're going to praise him today thanksgiving thanksgiving